Proverbs chapter 4. It's read as following. Hear my children the instruction of a father and give attention to knowledge, no understanding. For I know you good, for I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my word, keep my command, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the word of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place all your she will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, and see my sin, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right path. When you walk, your step will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her for she is your life. Do not enter the paths of wickedness, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the paths of the just is like the shining sun, that shine ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what make them stumble. My son, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issue of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverted lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the paths of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your feet from evil. May the Lord have blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. And also um, on uh, this week, past weekend, Darius, he had a um, uh, tournament, a uh, tennis tournament, and he came in second. He took the second. And it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, he, re- he received the uh, silver. Amen. Amen. So... And congratulating uh, Darius on uh, your achievement. Amen. And right now, before we go to that place, we're going to uh, pass one to come up. And I'd like to have Pastor Reed come to the front. And all the veterans we have in church today, would you please join us down here at the, at the front? All veterans. Hallelujah.
So you just stand down here and turn around and face the crowd. We want to honor you guys this morning. I know uh, Friday was Veterans Day, but we're not going to let it pass before we make sure we honor our veterans that, are, that proudly serve this country. And I can tell, I know pretty much all of them in this church that uh, they're serving the Lord. That's another great thing that we do. Amen. Once you get born again and come into the kingdom, you're in the army of the Lord. So we just want to speak a blessing of you. And uh, my wife's going to pass out some gifts here for you. It might be uh, might help you out today if you take somebody out to lunch. And I, I was blessed. I even got 10% on my lunch. That, you know, I went to Arby's and he asked me four things. Are you a veteran? Did you serve? And he went on down the list and finally got, are, are you 52 or older? I said, yes. <laughs> so there was none of the above until he said, are you 52 or older? So I got 10% off yesterday. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for these veterans, Lord, that served in our military. And uh, I tell you what, before I do that, Jim, I'm going to give you the mic, and you tell what branch you were in and pass the mic on. I, I spent 20 years in naval aviation. Spent 22, uh, 21 years and eight months in Marine Corps. Two years in Marine Corps. Eight years Army. Three years Army. Three years Army. This is like the Army. <laughs> I think Army tipped the scale there, don't you think? But they, uh, the few, the proud, all of them. Amen. Y'all, thank you for serving. So, Father, I just speak a special blessing over these veterans, Father. Thank you for their service, and thank you, Lord, for their service they have. They are providing here in the kingdom of God. And Lord, I just thank you as we honor them, Lord, that they are, our nation honors them. And we'll always remember all of those that gave their life and are serving, Lord, to protect us. And we just give you praise for them. Speak blessings over their life in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. And I'm going to ask Dr. Howard, if you'll just, if we'll all stand and turn, we're going to do our pledges here. If you'll lead us, Pastor. And over to heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen. At this time, I'd like to have our praise team come forward. And I also want to thank all the visitors coming because we will have our baptism service right after the morning service. And we welcome you guys here today. And uh, thank God for the, the special special service we get to have for your family, for your children. And uh, it's, a, it's an awesome privilege. Amen.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God for all the veterans who yes. have faithfully served. Thank you for you that were career veterans who stayed. I know it was tough because I am the spouse of a veteran. <laughs> so <laughs> it was tough. But uh, we thank God for all of you for your endurance. <coughs> Glory to God. If it had not been for God on your side, where would you have been? Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
we praise you. Hallelujah. You say 
I want to thank, uh, thank Frankie for coming up here yesterday and filling up this baptistry pool and sitting here and making sure the heat came on, the water was coming in. All of these little things that we do is a, is a blessing to the kingdom. Uh, but also, too, the, uh, I don't have our, Cindy gave me my figures uh, end of month, and uh, I'll just kind of give you a summary. We're right at tithes and offerings given this year. $118,000 has already came in, and uh uh, that's awesome, and, and I looked at our giving. Help me, Cindy. Twenty-one thousand, as far as uh, we we aim to do more than ten percent. But I, I was just like, you guys are givers. I mean, we've done some special giving this year with with things that's happened around the world with Ukraine, with Uvalde shooting, Samaritan's Purse. I think we've doubled what we usually give to Samaritan's Purse because we just trust Franklin uh, with what they're doing. Uh, we can't. A lot of times, we can't be there. We can't be the feet on the ground, but we can be the sinners. We can send the money, and that's a lot, a lot of times what your money does. Is it gets people, and there's volunteers, but it gets people food, water, shelter. Jesus said, if you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. And I am just so thankful for a church. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to get up here and, and prime you to give. I'm up here to, to, to just say thank you for giving. And that's what Jesus says. And I want to encourage you as you've uh, get ready to, to sow this morning out of Matthew 6. And uh, this is red letters. Jesus speaking here. It says, do good to please God. Don't look at what, don't, don't look around you to see what somebody else has given. You purpose in your heart to please God with what God has given you to do. It says, uh, Jesus said, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father which is in heaven. Who wants a reward when they get to heaven, when they pass this life? Let's say you're not just going to get, if you give 10 down here, you're just not going to get 10 from the Father. That's pressed down, shaking together, running over houses and lands. Come on. We're going we're gonna to rule and reign with Jesus a thousand years down here. We're getting our houses and lands, everything that the devil's you know, stolen that we haven't Attained to get it. I'm talking about generations before me, before you. So we need to be getting excited now. Amen. The devil don't like it when he sees people going to church smiling. Come on, you don't like that. Especially when you, got, when you get ready to give and you're smiling. The devil definitely don't like that. So sometimes you just got to smile by faith. Everything we do to please God, we do it by faith. But don't do it to men. Don't otherwise, Jesus said, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, don't sound a trumpet. They physically sounded trumpets back then. Let somebody know, hey, I'm doing something. I'm doing something here. See, I'm doing something here. Don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, Jesus said, I say to you, they have their reward. They got that clap, clap, clap. But Jesus says that when you do a charitable deed, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. 
that your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will himself, I like that. That's when God gets in, he makes it, you make it personal, he gets in your personal stuff, your finances, your children's storehouses, amen? And he, 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 he gives them favor wherever they go, not only you, but your children's children's children, amen? So let's stand this morning as your purpose, as you give. Know that you have rewards, not only here, but in heaven, and God's going to bless you. He's going to, the Bible says we're blessed coming and going. You got to believe that. We got to expect it and believe it because the devil's out to steal it. He's supposed to be underneath your feet. Amen. So that's, let's keep him there. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for a church. Thank you, Lord, for your believers that are giving today, Father. And we thank you, Lord, as we stand here believing, we're going to believe. I tell you what, let's just get our confession up and we'll, we'll let the devil know what we're believing for. You need to vocalize it. Here we have a confession. It's called Confession to Our Possession. See, God wants us to possess some things, but you got to let God possess you so you'll get to the possessions. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you today as a church that according to your word in Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 11, we're getting our lands and our places of employment. All of our debts are being eliminated, and we will owe no man nothing but to love one another. Today we claim our great and goodly cities, all our houses full of good things, our vehicles and all the equipment and the people that we need to preach and teach the word of faith to the world to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. You can bring your tithes and offerings to the front and worship the Lord.
up here to your giving this morning father we thank you lord that what we did today father god we are honoring you and lord you said what we do by faith you receive these gifts and lord you cause them to multiply in the earth some 30 some 60 some 100 fold some a thousand fold return father god we just release our faith and believe in father god to build the kingdom and we thank you lord for adding to this church and adding to the the people of this church your goodness that it will be seen among the, the, the people that live on this earth will see your glory manifested. And they'll have to come ask, what, what is different about you? I see light. I see life in you. And oh, we just thank you. We'll just be a witness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, as far as our message, I'm going to go back to our couple weeks ago. And if you missed the messages, you can go to wofwc.org. All of our video messages, audio messages are online, all of our partners there. And you can catch up. Uh, it won't cost you a thing. Everything here is we do is we try to keep it free, F-R-E-E. And... Uh, but briefly, I'm going to summarize where I was, but the, we talked about, I've been talking about the seed. Say the seed. The Word of God is a seed. And Jesus, in, that, in his parable about the sower sows the Word, you need to go read that parable and read it and read it and read it and let it get down in your heart. Because just like you go out here and plant flowers, you can, go to the, you can go to the Howard's place, Dr. Jim Howard and his lovely wife, Wanda. There's all kind of flowers and there's nice scenery out there. But I tell you what, they just didn't, they just don't stay that way. Grass will come up, weeds will come up and try to what? Choke those pretty flowers. Why? Wow, that's the curse in the earth. <laughs> that's the curse that's working. But, uh, you know, roses used to not have thorns on them. See, they've been cursed by this. By sin that entered in in the beginning. Well, you know what? There's another man that came in. His name is Christ Jesus. And he, he became a curse. Now, there's still thorns on the bushes, but there don't have to be thorns in your life. Amen? You don't have to let the devil be a thorn in your life. Come on, because he, he likes to make things rough on you. Talking about the devil. But Jesus came. He said, for this purpose I came that I might destroy the works of the devil. Now, Jesus did his part. He was God's seed, the incorruptible seed, talking about the Word of God, that God let man destroy so that God could get his son in the earth. See, life is in the seed. Jesus had no sin. He had committed no sin. He became sin, but he still had the life of God on the inside. And when he gave up the ghost, he said, Father, into your hands... <laughs> And see, he had the authority to do that because he'd never seen into your hands, I commit my spirit. Why? Jesus' spirit and, and his spirit and soul was going to hell, but he committed his, the authority to his father. And on the third day, 
The Father spoke from heaven, and he arose. Hallelujah. (laughs) And he destroyed principalities and powers, and Jesus made a show of them openly. What? The seed went down and saved us. God planted his best. He planted Jesus in the heart of the earth. And on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead, and he took all those righteous dead out of Sheol. Only thing left down there is hell, the evil, because Jesus got the good. Amen. Those that put faith in him, and that's what we're doing today is we're just putting faith in the word of God. There's nothing you got to do to the word. It produces after its kind. There's nothing you got to do. Jesus is the healer. Jehovah Rapha, that's one of his names. Jesus is your provider. That's Jehovah what? Jireh, he's my provider. See, those are names of God that Jesus is that name. All those names point. He's the seed. He's God. He's, 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 the, he's the word. There's nothing you got to do to healing to make it come to pass other than let the healing word, let Jesus remain. See, he, he said, when I come back to the earth, Jesus said, I'm, I'm looking for fruit and fruit that remains. Let his word, the seed, remain in your heart because the devil's trying to come and steal it out. And what he's going to put in there is fear. The devil wants to put fear in your heart and take the seed of faith out. You've got to fight to keep God's word. Until Jesus returns, we've got to fight, and it's called the fight of faith. And if you'll fight it, you'll win. Jesus said he causes us to triumph. Jesus is a winner. He's not a loser. The devil thought he lost. (laughs) But, uh, But the seed, it came from John 1, verses 1 through 4, this keynote scripture here. It says, in the beginning was the Word, Logos. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, that Logos, that written Word, was with God, that's Theos. Was with God, Theos. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, all things. Say all things. So when you see something you desire, don't let the devil say you're not worthy of it. All things were created by him, by God. This earth was created and everything in it. Do you think, where does the cars come from? Come on. They come from the dirt. There's minerals and stuff in this earth. Everything we see came from the earth. Now, God gave the wisdom of man to know how to to see it, say see. You got to see it before you can make it, before you can create it. God saw 1967 GTO red, candy apple red with white pinstripes. He gave it to me. Now, I had to pay for it. Why? That's man's system. That was never God's system. Oh, that's weak. God never intended us to toil. He spoiled us with his word. You like to spoil your kids with love? You know, I don't, I don't like to know that my kids got to get out. Now, now they, when they get out of school, they got to go to work. But I'm just sorry. Work is good. But, but taxing you is not. <laughs> taxing, you know what I mean? All these things, but that's, see, don't get God's system messed up with man's system. They're totally different. See, Jesus is the word of God and revelation. Jesus is not a created being. See, this is theos, the word theos. Jesus is not a created being. Jesus is God. Now, you'll hear a lot of people maybe talk about God, but do you ever hear them talk about Jesus? Because that is the the dividing factor. There's many gods, but there's only one Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They're one. Now, unless you start hearing people talk about Jesus with God, that don't make it personal. 
Jesus makes it personal. I like to hear, I, you're going to hear Jesus. See, Jesus, he's the one, he's God who created all other things. The Greek word used here for God was theos, and it denotes a deity. Theology is the study of God. But see, you got to be careful. Don't let people tell you who God is. God will show you who he is. When you seek him, you'll find him, the true God. He's not dead. Buddha's dead. Come on, Buddha's dead. Jesus is alive. He's the only one that rose from the dead. Then Jesus is the word of God. He's the logos in the Greek. That word, and it means, it denotes expression of thought. Expression of thought. So you could say, Jesus totally expressed the thoughts of the Father and was manifested in a physical form so all the world could read them. Jesus gave a face to God. Hebrews 1.3 says, Jesus was the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Jesus told his disciples, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. But see, this is where the seed comes in. Because man, see, well, let me, let me go on. I don't, I don't get ahead of myself here. So appropriately, it's appropriate for us, for Jesus to be called the word of God because the physical body of Jesus was produced by the spoken word of God. Now, don't try to figure that out with your brain. Just believe it. That's what Mary said when the angel said, Mary, you are highly favored above God. He brought her a message. See, angels are there to bring messages from God. And after she heard that great salutation, she agreed with the angel and said, Amen, be it unto me. That's when life begins at conception. Well, life begins when two agree. Mary agreed with the angel who was bringing the word of God, the prophecies. And when she said yes, Jesus was born. Jesus was conceived in her womb. God was conceived in her womb. So when people say God really doesn't need us, take them to Mary. Jesus needed Mary, not God, to be born in this earth. Mary is not God. Mary is created one of God's created persons. She's Adam. She came from Adam. Amen? So God needs us, Wayne. He needed mankind. He, he always needed us. That's why he created us, for pleasure, for fellowship. Amen? Jesus was, was produced by God's spoken word. And I, I talked about this. You see the word seed, and you can go to Back in, in our hometown, it's called the Brawley Seed Store. They're on uh, the end of Main Street, and it's the Brawley Seed Store because he's into, he's into fertilizer, mulch. And you go in there, and you can ask him for all kinds of seeds. You go to, he'll give you packets of seed, watermelon seed, cantaloupe seed, okra seed. Right now it would be uh, greens, turnip greens, collard greens because that's the season we're in, Thanksgiving, you know, different seasons for different things that are growing. And, and Reed helped me own some collard greens, Miss Tammy. I've, I've had a taste. See, I, I, there's a lot of things I've stayed away from. But I, I'm, I'm opening up to some different things. <laughs> and Reed, Reed said, you ought to try some of these turnip greens. Last time we went to Golden Corral, and I, they wasn't too bad. I, I didn't go get me a bowl full, but I, I ate them. And I'm like, that ain't too bad. 
Jesus, taste and see that the Lord is good. A lot of people don't want to taste because they've heard so much bad stuff about him. But see, that's a lie. God is good. All the time. So when you see that word seed, drop the D. What do you have? C. See, God spoke. Let me go back here. Drop the D in seed. You had the word C. Before God spoke anything through his word, through Jesus, before he spoke it through the word, through Jesus, the Father saw it by faith. He saw it. He's a spirit. He sees that you can see things in the spirit. That's the way we're going back to soon and very soon. When we get our new bodies, we ain't going to have to think about things. We're going to know things. As he knows, so shall we know. All things. One thing, we're going to know all things. Everything that we see in this physical world, everything we have, everything we wear, it's, it came from the Spirit, Amanda. It came from the Spirit, the Spirit form, spoken by God in the beginning. What we need is revelation of what we have. Revelation is not information. Revelation is when you seek God and he puts something in your spirit and your mind gets a hold of it. In other words, everything that we need is in seed form. It's in the seed. It's in Jesus. It's in the word. And for a seed to grow has got to be mixed with dirt, a natural seed. It can't live. It, it can't bring the fruit just sitting there in the sun, especially on the concrete sun ground. And that was my first revelation of Jesus being the seed many, many years ago. I was in apartment maintenance, and we mowed, and we blowed, and we weed-eated, and I, and I enjoyed doing it. Got paid to do it. Amen? And some days it was hot, you know. But thank God I got a good boss, man. He'd take us, when we get done, we go get us one of them sun-dropped slushies. Cherry lemon sun-dropped slushies. He, he wouldn't get us the small one. He'd get us the big ones. You know, you get, we get all of our work done. That was kind of like a bonus. But I remember out there, and, and I was just maybe two years young in the Lord, baptized in the water, baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, there's different baptisms. And uh, so it's, it's my, either you weed eat, and you blow, or you mow, and you don't have to weed eat. And then we switched off. That way you're not doing the same thing all the time. So this was my time to weed eat and blow. And I'm out there blowing. Wayne, you know those little seeds? They look like helicopters. When, once those blooms come out and they draw off and they just fly around. Well, they're all over the place. I'm out here blowing this sidewalk. Blowing this sidewalk and what? I'm just thinking about Jesus. Worshiping him. Just telling him thank you. Just thanking him for everything he's done in my life. And revelation. That seed. He said, I saw the seed. He said, that's my son. That seed on that concrete sidewalk will never produce life because it can't. It's got to be in the ground. And the father said, that's, how, that's why I, want, I loved you so much, Robert. I had to get Jesus in the heart of the earth. I had to let him die. He had, he had to, his, the body had to die, but the life was on the inside. In other words, Jesus was going to be raised from the dead, and he was a seed. And when I saw that, and, and then he said, and then now I got you. When the fruit came, that was me. When Jesus went into harder, when he rose, I rose spiritually. I wasn't even born. That was thousands of years ago. But in the Father, the Father had already seen me. 
Amen. See, he, and, and, and come on now, God doesn't see you poor. He doesn't see you broke. He doesn't see you sick. He doesn't see you lost. He sees you saved in the word, in the seed, in Jesus. That's why we have to believe in Jesus to be born again. See, we were born into this natural earth. My dad's seed and my mom's egg in the womb, I was conceived. Not by God, by man. Come on. My spirit was still in me. My, you're looking at, when you see me, you're seeing the, you're seeing the shell of me. My, you're hearing me on the, you're hearing my spirit. But my spirit is different now. It used to be a dead spirit. Come on. Now, I was still alive, but my spirit was dead because death is not to just not exist. Death is separation from God. And before I received Jesus, I was spiritually separated from God. I was alive, but my spirit, the spirit that God gave me was dead. It had to be born again. And it can only be born again by the word of the living God. Planted in my heart and then faith released in that seed drew out the life. My faith. See, God and God even gave me the faith. Faith comes by hearing his word. And when I heard that Jesus was my savior and believed that and what? Confessed it. I got blessed. I got born again. Life. The old man died. That old man died. That old sinner man. I was born. We're all born into sin. Except Jesus. He was the only one because he was born from God, not from man. Joseph was not his father. He was his earthly father, you can, but he was not his spiritual father. Amen? Jesus is the word. That is a miracle. So when you get born again, it is a miracle. And you're blessed and you're loved. So the father saw us. Everything that we need is in seed form. The seed is the word of God, and the seed has a name. That name is Jesus. No other seed. You can't find Jesus at the seed store. <laughs> He's not in that seed packet. You won't find Jesus on the seed packet store. But you will find him by faith. You, you come to this church, you'll find him. You'll hear him preached. We're going to give you seed here at Word of Faith Worship Center. Jesus is the seed. He brings forth life. He brings forth after his kind. Amen. If you're sick, you can come here and get healed. Because he's the healer. But now you need to plant that healing seed. You need to plant that word. Get in here and find out how, how the, the works that Jesus did. He said, Jesus, I didn't do the works. It's the Father in me. See, when you get Jesus, you get the Father. Because they're one. That comes with the seed. You can't separate one from the other. So you get, you get life and that more abundantly. And you keep speaking it. You keep putting it in your heart. And Jesus said, he can't lie. That seed will come up. Amen. It'll come out of your mouth. That seed, you keep planting God's word in your heart. You won't say the old things you used to say. You'll say the new things. But you got God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost ain't going to take your tongue. You got to yield your tongue to the Holy Ghost to say that right thing. Because the devil wants your tongue too. He wants your tongue. He, see, the devil has no power unless you give it to him with your tongue. God said, let there be light. So everything you say, believing it, you're, gonna, you're planting a seed. And you're going to have a harvest. 
but you can stop that harvest. You ever heard, you ever heard of a tiller? <laughs> you ever heard of a hoe? <laughs> Dig that thing up. You ever heard of repent? <laughs> that hoe's called repent. If you say it, repent. If you believe it and say it, repent. And you can dig that seed up and, and put another seed in there. Put a blessing seed in your heart. Uh, see, Genesis 1, 10 through 13. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the water called he the seas. And God saw, see this saw, he saw it. And God saw it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree. Anybody like bananas, apples, cherries, plums? God knew you would like it. That's why he gave it. Taste it. You got to go taste it. God's not going to just bring it to you. And the earth brought forth grass, yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. I like them third days. Those third days and the seventh day, rest. Amen. Don't forget about resting, resting in the Lord. Let the word do the work. Now let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. This is where I ended last week. Hebrews chapter 11, talking about the seed. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, say now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, I'm sick. No, you got to say you am sick, I am healed. See, don't say what you feel, say what you see. You got to see yourself. If you're sick and dealing with things, you got to see yourself healed. You got to see it. Not with these eyes, with the eyes of the heart. In other words, when you see it in the word, 1 Peter 2, 24 says, By his stripes, he who knew no sin became sin, that we through that sin, he knew no sin, Jesus became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, by whose stripes we were healed. That's past tense. So when you, you got to see, can you see Jesus on the cross? You know, we've had movies seeing him getting... Can you see him being purged, being scourged before the cross and the bloodshed? And, and the Bible says you, could, you, could look, you couldn't look upon Jesus. And on that cross, he, he didn't even look like a human being. He was beat and he was ripped with a, with a nine, what's it called? A cat of nine tails. You couldn't physically make him out to be a human being. And all that torture and suffering was given to Jesus so that it was put on him so that we could be healed. By his stripes, by those stripes, we were healed by the blood. We were healed because he is the lamb of God. He is the word that brings forth healing by his stripes. So you got to see, quit seeing Jesus on the cross. You got to see yourself by those stripes. We were healed and keep seeing that. And then you put that word in your heart and believe it, speak it until you see it manifest. Amen. That's faith is the substance of things. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for healing because Jesus is my healer and those stripes were shed for you. Verse 2, Hebrews 1, 2. 
Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And verse 2 says, for by it, by what? By faith. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Has anybody ever had a bad report? Faith will turn that bad report to a good report. Because it's a seed. You've got to see it. Now, if you've got a bad grade, if, if you're struggling in school with some grades, you can speak it, but you've got some work to do. Faith without works is dead faith. Paul told Timothy, study. Don't think you can go to school and not study and have a good report card. <laughs> Unless you were just born a genius. I'll take that back. In other words, you just, God just miraculously have gifted you with that. I mean, there's some of them out there like that. But if that's not you, you're going to have to study. I might find that person and go study with them. Amen? Because if you want to do something great, find somebody that's done something greater than you. His name is Jesus. Because he said, greater work shall you do. What? Not by yourself. You got to have Christ with you. Christ working in you. He said, greater work shall do. He said, why? Because I'm going to the Father. Jesus, the Father's greater than Jesus. Come on. But they're one. See, Jesus submits to his Father. That's what makes the Father the greatest. But he gave you life. What's verse 3? Hebrews 11, 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds, see there's other worlds out there we hadn't even seen yet. They're framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaks. Next verse. I like this one. By faith Enoch was translated, you can just say raptured. I like raptured. Translated, snatched away. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had snatched him. God had raptured him. For, for before his translation, what did he have? He had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? By faith. I like to say Enoch was one of those was-nots. I won't be a was-not. He was not for God took him. He was not for God took him. He had this testimony of faith. He walked with God in faith so much that God just took him. What? He's coming back. Enoch is coming back. And he's going to put him on this earth to testify. And all those miracles and signs and wonders, people are going to be down here. He's going to be testifying of the word of God. He's coming back, and his faith is going to be on display to a dark world. Talking about Enoch. I like to say here, as we're coming to getting close to a close here, I think, let, let's go on a little bit. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that what? He is God, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So rewards are not coming just to everybody that believe God. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. They seek him when it's not popular to seek him. 
when you're being persecuted for being a Christian, when you're standing up for the truth and everybody else is having their own truth and standing up for it, but you stand up for God, that's diligently seeking God. And great is your rewards down here and in heaven. Amen. And I, I like to, what's the next verse? Give me another one. It's hard to get out of Hebrews 11. Oh, Noah. Anybody remember Noah? There's a song being sung out here now talking about rain. I'm going to go ahead and build the boat because it's getting ready to rain. You got to build the boat before you see the rain. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not as yet, what? Seen. Move with fear. In other words, what he heard God say. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. See, when you believe God, God counts. When you put your faith in God, God counts that to you as righteousness. Not by your works, lest you have something to boast about, by believing God, believing him at his word. And God, on that account, counts you righteous. That's what happened to Abraham. Is he next? Who's verse 8? I knew we were getting close. By faith, Abraham. When he was called out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, God called him to a place he hadn't seen yet. He told him, you got to leave your place of the Ur of the Chaldeans. You got, and God said, get out here, Abraham, and start walking. I'm taking you to a city whose builder and maker is God. He's, he's out here looking for a city by faith. But he heard God. He had a covenant with God. He knew God. But he's in a, he's in a you got to understand, he's been, Abraham growed up as a boy, and his daddy and his family are serving all other kind of gods, false gods. But like Noah, Abraham heard the voice of God and knew this ain't God. This ain't the God that I, this ain't a good God. And for some reason, it talks about he had grace. Noah found grace. Abraham found grace. And Abraham, when he was called to go to a place which he should after receive as an inheritance, obeyed. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Just obey. You don't have, don't have to know it all. A lot of people won't come. At, I've heard so many. I don't know a lot, but I've heard so many pastors, I say, have, have burned out and quit the ministry of these past two or three or four years just because of persecution and, and all this stuff. They lost, their, they lost their hope. You got to just keep going. You got to obey. Be obedient, even unto death. Just get out there and do what God's called us to do. Don't build a reputation. If you're trying to build a reputation, you will fall. But he, because of his obedience, and he went and, and went out, not knowing whether he went. I've been to some of those places. Man, am I supposed to be here doing this? But by faith, he sojourning in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles. That's called tents. With Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. See, his children saw some things he never saw. But great is the reward. They're all together now. And if we'll turn to uh, Galatians chapter 6. Talking about the seed. If you're tired of what's growing in your life, not only your life, how about your children's life or your cousin's life or your uncle's life if you're tired of what's growing in your life start sowing where you want to go in this life in other words just because i'm married to my wife sherry 
we have, if, when, when we planted gardens years ago, she planted tomato seed. Had I not been married to Sherry, I would not have planted tomato seed. Why? I don't eat tomatoes. I, I mean, I eat ketchup, but I don't care for tomatoes. So see, if you don't like what you're growing, change what you're sowing. In other words, if you don't like strife, sow peace. Give peace. One thing is don't give strife back. If you don't like arguing, don't have arguments. <laughs> let's, tr- let's keep the seed simple because it, it brings forth after its kind. It's a law. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man, that is Adam, that's mankind, whatever a man sows, you shall reap. It's a spiritual law. So if you want to have a good life, start sowing life. Start believing. Start sharing the good, share your testimony about Jesus. He's coming again. With ten thousands and thousands of his angels, with his saints. We're coming with the second time, but he's coming. There's a rapture coming. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for the church. Amen. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this message today. The seed, your word. Jesus, we thank you for being obedient, even obedient to the death of the cross. That you became obedient so that we, we could become blessed today. And we thank you for that promise. That if any man, Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come and drink. Let him come drink of the living water. So, Lord, we're here today drinking of your water, drinking of your word, drinking of your promises today, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, in this place is a blessed place. Lord, in your presence, the Bible says, Lord, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. So, Father, we just thank you. We're going to experience your, we are experiencing your joy right now. Joy doesn't come on the outside. Joy is on the inside. You need to let that joy out. Let other people experience Jesus in your life. So, Father, we thank you for for giving us Jesus, giving us your best, giving us the seed of life. And we thank you, Lord, for touching minds and hearts today, Father. Everything that we do and say, Lord, let it bring. And if you've never, like Miss Tammy talked about at, at praise and worship, if you've never said yes to Jesus, that's what you do. To inherit everlasting life is you just believe. Jesus, they said, Lord, what, what kind of works must we do to works the work of God? Jesus said, just believe. What can we do, Lord, to have everlasting life? Jesus said, just believe on him who sent In other words, he said, believe on me. Jesus said, if you'll believe on me, you'll see me again. You'll see me. I've got mansions that I'm building for you in heaven. Don't let your heart be troubled with what's going on around in this town, in your town. Just believe on Jesus that is holy ground. And if you'll believe on Jesus, he will take you to his holy presence. You'll go into his, you'll go into everlasting life. You will be born again. He will take your dead spirit out, that old heart of that old hard heart, and he'll give you a heart of flesh, and he'll make you a new creation in Christ Jesus. And if you say yes to Jesus today, that's a promise. And that promise is yes and amen. And I'm here to agree with you. If you've never made that promise today, make it to him today, and you'll be changed forevermore. And then be a witness. Go testify to somebody that I've done, I've done that. Now I need to grow. I need to know. And in your knowing, Jesus, you'll be growing by leaps and bounds. So if you've made that confession and you're here watching online, you need to send us an email, come visit our church, go somewhere 
and get underneath the word of God so you can grow in the knowledge of the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to have our baptism contestants come forth. They're going to sit on the front row. We've got Jeremiah Kiker, Bryson Kiker, and Larry Wayne Honeycutt Sr. that have, have said yes to Jesus, and now they want to make a proclamation, a witness of their faith by, by a way of water baptism. And I just want to briefly here just give, it, give them a little, and they've heard this, uh, the meaning of baptism. It's a symbol. Baptism is a visible act with a spiritual meaning. It's a symbol of Christ's burial and his resurrection. Their entrance into the water during baptism identifies them with Christ's death on the cross. His burial in the tomb and his resurrection from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 says, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the same scriptures. And having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. I believe through the young through the old, when they come up out of this water, there's going to be a new thing that's going to happen. There's going to be new things that's going to happen in their life because they've just decided, you know what, I want to just, I want, just like Jesus told John. John said, Lord, I need to baptize you. But Jesus said, John, do, just do, do this to me, John, that all righteousness may be fulfilled. What you're doing today is just being, doing it right. Amen. And it says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. I'm looking for new things to happen to you guys today. Not by my hand, but by God's mighty hand. The old is gone and the new has come. We were therefore buried. This is uh, Romans 6, 4. We were therefore buried with him. Talking about Jesus through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too will have a new, have new life. Baptism does not make you a believer. It shows that you already are a believer. Baptism does not save you. Only your faith in Christ does that. For it's by grace that you're saved through faith. And that's not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works. There's no work of going underneath the water that can save you. Jesus did the work, and you are saved. In baptism, these believers, has the, you now have the triune name of the triune God placed upon them. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ is the name of the Godhead, one God in three persons. The Gospels tell us to baptize believers into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptism today confirms their position in Christ and affirms the blessings of the Father to bless his children. Baptism also connects us to the body of Christ, his people in the earth. In baptism, there is a real sense of being joined with other believers that have put our faith in Christ and baptism. Not just participating in the individual act of our spiritual journey, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 13 says, For we are all baptized into one spirit and into one body. So at this time, Miss Sherry, she's going to present. We've got a, a couple of gifts. We've got some Bibles and also their certificates. As she presents them to, to Jeremiah, to Bryson, and Larry, I'm going to get ready for, 
I'm going to meet them in the water. I'm going to get ready. Say blessings to you guys, and um, it's awesome to see this um, moment in someone's life. Uh, Jeremiah, can you come up here, please? This is your certificate, and then this is a Bible. We're going to look right over here. See, um, right over there. He's going to take your picture. Bryson, this is your certificate. Thank you. Blessings to you, bud. That's your Bible. Larry? (laughs) This is your certificate. Blessings to you. I was six years old and my mom and dad and Popo and Momo was all at Momo and Popo's house and talking about Jesus, God and the Bible. I was understanding how Jesus died for me, crucifying himself to save me. I want to get water baptized because I have accepted Jesus as my Lord. I was learning about baptism and I really wanted to get baptized because I want to show everyone I have accepted the Lord as my Savior. Knowing Jesus had changed my life, I have been getting better grades, and he has helped me in life. I now have dreams of seeing him in heaven, and he lets me see my sisters in heaven. My favorite story or part of the Bible is when Jesus was raised from the dead and he was going back to heaven to see his father. It makes me smile. If someone did not know Jesus, I would tell them how Jesus died for us and saved us and read the Bible every day and learn about him. God, thank you for helping people with stuff in life. Thank you for dying for me and showing me how my sisters are in heaven. Thank you, God.
Haleluya. seven my mama was telling my family about the bible and how i can believe in jesus i asked how i can believe in him and my mama got the bible and showed me what to say to accept jesus she gave me a new bible to read and get to know him i want to be baptized and to know jesus better so i can do all things better through christ i want to show that I was, I am born again, and how Jesus has taken all my sins away. My life has changed since I have known Jesus. My school is better, and I am getting better grades. I can pray and have better understanding of things. My favorite story in the Bible is the Great Catch. I'm amazed at how Jesus knew where all the fish was. I like to fish, and it's remarkable that he filled the boats with all the fish, and the nets broke with so much fish. If someone did not know Jesus, I would pray that they would know Jesus. I would tell them that he died for for our sins and washed them all away, and he lives today. Thank you, God, for making me live today. Thank you for making a way for me to be able to come to heaven with you. today if it wasn't for Jesus. My life is so much better after accepting Jesus in my life. He has show, showed me plenty of times the path I need to take. Yes, I still sin as we all do, but he forgives me because he loves me so much. I want to be baptized to thank God for all he has done for me and forgiven me of all my sins. I trust him as my Lord and Savior, and I would tell anyone what he can do for them. Since I have known Jesus, I feel like I have a better relationship with him. It has built my faith so much in knowing him. I can't even count the healings he has done in my life, my family, and church friends too. My favorite part of the Bible is Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. 
I would tell someone that does not know Jesus, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It is the that easy and it is free. By grace you are saved through faith. Thank you, God, for your word, promises, faith, and praise your holy name. say unto one I say unto all watch pray fast study my Bible love one another now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all in Jesus name we pray amen thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ and if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nigh to thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the Internet 
at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.